0: Well, uh can you stay a little longer? You got time for me to preach preach to you, sir? Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Go to Hebrews, please, book of Hebrews. Hebrews the eleventh chapter. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 is the great faith chapter, faith, 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 virtually every verse is by faith, through faith, in faith, and it's an account, a recount of the amazing miraculous things God did for his people and continues to do. And you'll find that we don't just call our uh, the church faith life church. Uh, just because we couldn't think of another name, uh, but that faith is central to us, and not just as a position of our mentality, but a way of life. The just shall live by faith. You don't you don't just get saved by faith. That's the beginning of a life of faith. And the scripture says, faith is the victory. That overcomes the world. I don't care what has challenged you or happened to you. The correct response in every situation is believe God. And you can train yourself that no matter what you get hit with. You just immediately start looking to God and trusting God. And no matter what you see or don't see, you believe that some way, somehow, he's going to show you, he's going to help you, he's going to get you through. And you don't talk defeat, you don't talk victory, excuse me, failure, you talk victory. You do talk victory. And that's all you talk. And it's a discipline. Because you'll be tempted to talk failure and defeat. You'll be tempted to talk how you feel. But the just are not supposed to live by how they feel. We're we're not supposed to live by what we see and hear and feel. We're supposed to live by faith. And faith is a glorious way to live. Mm. Phyllis and I have been living by faith For a few decades now, and it just keeps getting more and more amazing. Because there's nothing God can't do. There's nothing that's too big for him. I'm so blessed by our brother and sister that in the service today, you know, got that bad report. And their response was faith. Faith. Oh, learn something, saints. Learn something. What if they had said, well... You know, she's got a bad report. She's been attacked, so we can't go. And we won't be able to do. And that dream's not going to happen. That's not going to come to pass. Well, then it would never have happened. You can't just take an attack or a hit and lay down and say, well, it can't happen. Faith doesn't think that way. It doesn't talk that way. It says all things are possible to him that believes. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can. Not I can't. Not we won't be able to. Will we have enough money to do it? People say, Well, I, I just don't see how. Then quit talking what you see. Talk some faith. And just, even if you cannot see a clue, just say, We'll have it. We'll have it. It'll come. We'll pay it. We'll, pay it. We'll, we'll be able to do it. Amen. Did you find Hebrews? Hebrews 11. Don't let this be too simple for you today. Don't think you already know all about what I'm about to share. It's going to sound simple to you, I would imagine. But it's very powerful, and it's key to our next steps. Hebrews 11:3 Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. How did the planets get here? God spoke. Faith filled words and they became. They came into existence. If you say, well, I don't know about that, you're at the right place this morning. We're going to talk about it. The worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Didn't say it was made out of nothing, but it's made out of things you can't see. God is spirit. Spirit. But that is not imaginary. You are spirit. You're sitting there right now looking at me through those two windows we call eyes. I see the house you look in. Excuse me. I see the house you live in. But you're on the inside. And when this body dies, you will not cease to exist. You will leave your body and you will be you oh you'll be you and God the Father is called the father of spirits in the 6th verse down here look at this verse 6 without faith it is challenging huh <laughs> difficult What? Impossible. 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 And you don't see that word used very often with God. Another time it's used is that it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Can't happen. Has never happened. Will never happen. Cannot happen. Can't happen. Isn't that good to know that when God tells you something, there's no way, no how it could be a lie. Ever, ever, ever. Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must it's not it's not optional. You must believe. This is the thing God requires of everybody. Faith is not optional. And there are there are a few folks that think that they are smart and, and, and they have tried to pull God down to their little feeble intellect level and say, well, you know, prove yourself to me. Prove prove God to me and I'll believe. Well, you'll just be ignorant and in darkness your whole life. And when you die, you'll find out the truth, but it'll be too late for some things. That's not how it works. You don't tell the Creator do it my way. Amen. He said, this is the way it works. You got to comply with him. Yes. Seeing is believing is absolutely untrue. That's right. That's right. Totally untrue. That's true. On so many levels. Right. The psalmist said, I would have perished unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Did you hear that phrase? He said, I'd have fainted. I wouldn't have made it unless I'd done what? I believed to see. I believed in order to see. It's not see and I'll believe. It's believe and then you'll see. That's how it works. And God's not going to change it for you. You can try to demand it and say, well, prove to me this, prove to me that. That's, that's all wrong. And and you'll just be oblivious and you'll be in darkness and you'll think it proves what you think you believe, but it doesn't. Oh, but friend, if you'll believe him, when you don't see it, when you don't understand it, when you don't feel it, when it doesn't make sense to you, but you believe what he told you and you act on it, you will see some things. Yeah. Things will happen in your life. Things will happen for you that don't happen for everybody. If you believe, you will see. Glory to God. Jesus told uh, uh, Lazarus' sister outside the tomb. He looked at her he said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Believe and you'll see. Why don't you tell your neighbor that say, believe, Believe. and you'll see. see. (laughs) Now, Now here's the other side of that. Doubt and do without. (laughs) (laughs) Verse 6, without faith it is what? Impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe two things. This is not optional now, unless you just want to do your own thing and be oblivious. You must believe what? That God is. That he exists. That he is real. You got to believe that. Sometimes people say, well, I I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't believe that. I'm educated. I'm a man of science. I'm a woman of this. I'm I'm sorry. I just can't believe that. What you said is incorrect. You choose not to believe it. You could believe it if you would. No such thing as a person that can't believe something. You can believe anything, including lies. You can believe anything you choose to believe. It's a choice. Faith is a choice. You choose to believe. And this choice is you choose to believe God exists. That he's real. What else must you believe? And you must believe something about his nature, something about his character, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does that mean? You got to believe. He will respond to you when you call out to him that he is not a cold, indifferent creator. He is a good, loving father. And if you reach up, he reaches back. If you ask, he answers. If you seek, he will cause you to find. Come on, do you believe this? So you can believe God exists, but if you don't believe that next part, you're in trouble. You say, well, I don't know. I mean, God's out there, I believe, maybe, or a higher power, or something, I don't know. But you know, maybe he just created and gave this thing a spin and and he wouldn't be bothered with all the trivial stuff that we're going through and, and all these kind of things. And some people have an idea of God as the heavenly operator at the switchboard. You know, the old cable and plug type. Way back in the day, that the operator's sitting with the headset on and, and the, the light, the call comes in, so they have to unplug and plug in that jack and unplug. Well, some people picture God that way. That God's the heavenly operator, He's sitting at the switchboard. Prayer calls are coming in from all over the world. Prayer, lights, boards lighting up. Prayers from presidents and prime ministers and soldiers and people in need and this one and that one and people get, they, they got that in their mind they think, ooh, I wouldn't want to bother the Lord with my little stuff I'm sure he had not got time to even deal with mine so they're not going to ask and they can picture the Lord, he's even got a beat of sweat running down his brow, you know, <laughs> dealing with all this not so. not so not so God doesn't even have a computer <laughs> a computer would be like an ox cart to God what would he need with such an archaic thing? <laughs> I know we like him, but to him, it's just, uh-uh. The Almighty, creator of heavens and earth, is sitting on the throne, aware of everything. How does he do it? I don't know. He's God. He's God. He can do it. He is aware. He can hear and answer everybody's prayer, if everybody on the planet made a demand on his power at the same time he could answer and and do it all and the lights in heaven wouldn't even flicker. He's mighty, 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 mighty. And he can answer the president's prayer and the king and the orphan and the soldier and help you find a parking place downtown at the same time with no difficulty. You have not, not because he's too busy to bother with you. The scripture said you have not because you ask not. You don't believe in his ability to respond to you and reward you if you ask him and seek him. Do you believe he's big enough to do all that? Yes. He is. Yes. He is. Now, notice with me in the book of Psalms, if you would. Psalm 19. I want to talk about possibly the most. Well, no, no, possibly it's one of the top two or three most important decisions you'll ever make in your life. I could say it's the most important one, but it's connected to another one or two that could be called the most important, but it's just simply this is God real. Brother Keith, isn't that a strange question to be asking on the first service of your church? (laughs) It's the perfect question. If God is not real, if he does not exist, you ought not be here. Right? We shouldn't be here. You should never pray another prayer. Right? It's a total waste of time. If God's not real, not real. everybody awake, yeah. if God is not real, if, if, if there is no God, if God does not exist, if he is a figment of somebody's imagination and the Bible is the product of, of men's ideas, then you ought not be here right. and you ought never go to another church and you ought never pray another prayer because it's just a bunch of junk. Right? Hmm? But if he is, <laughs> if he is real, to ignore him and pretend he doesn't exist and live your life like there is no God would be the biggest mistake you ever made, wouldn't it be? So we need to get this settled, right? Right? Once and for all, is God real? Hmm? (laughs) Phyllis says yes. You hear people say, there is no proof. We can't see Him in the telescope, we can't see Him under the microscope. We've searched, and we have not found God. We've been to the moon. We've searched the ocean's depths. There is no proof of God. Did you know the Bible says all there is is proof of God? <laughs> but that's all there is. <laughs> There's no proof that God exists. All this came from somewhere. Didn't it? It came from somewhere. Psalm 19. <laughs> you guys okay? Psalm 19. Verse 1 says, The heavens do what? Declare Declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. (laughs) All that came from somewhere, didn't it? So, well, it was the Big Bang. I don't know, maybe when God spoke, there was a Big Bang. <laughs> People say, well, I, I just, I, I just can't believe. No, no, get it right. You choose not to believe. No such thing as you can't believe. It's a choice. And if God is real, If he created the heavens and the earth. If he created us. If he gives us our next breath. If he keeps gravity working. So we don't fly off the planet. If he keeps the sun shining. It would be the biggest mistake of your life. To pretend like he doesn't exist. And to go through your whole life. Ignoring him. Wouldn't it? People say well what if you find out. At the end of your life. That there is no God. Well. That ain't happening. But for argument's sake, for argument's sake, if I got to the end of my life and I'm breathing my last breath and I realize there is no afterlife, there is no God, I don't think that I would go, man, I wish I'd have been more selfish. I really wish I had been more self-centered and more. Do you think? Faith in God is not just about the sweet by and by and hereafter. People who know Him are living the ultimate life. You can live here and now. There's sacrifices. There's challenges. Oh, but you got his help. You got his presence. You you got his peace. You got his joy. And you got this great big family of believers that's got you back. It's wonderful. Wonderful. If I found something better, I might consider it. But I've never seen anything close (laughs) to knowing him and walking with him. Let me read this to you from some other translations. Well, let's read that next verse. The heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. There's no proof of God. The Bible teaches that all that exists. Is proof of God. That there's nothing but proof of God. The chair you're sitting on is proof of God. The hair you combed is proof of God. The air you breathe is proof of God. According to the Bible. There would be no matter. There would be no energy. There would be no light. There would be no life. People say, well, it haven't you been to school? Don't you know? There was this and then there was that and then there was we evolved from the goo to the zoo to you (laughs) that is not a fact that's a theory and people have chosen to believe theories it's a belief And there's a lot of things that have happened before we got here. And I don't pretend to know them. I'll understand them all. But it's an effort to to believe there is no God. And it is quite a stretch to believe that mind-boggling perfection came out of random chance destruction. You talk about a belief. (laughs) Out of random chance destruction, this star just happened to collide with this star and then it exploded and then this and then it cooled off and then this and it just happened to be perfectly situated, not too close to the sun, not too far away from the sun and everything has just developed so perfectly out of random chance destruction. Somebody prove it to us. Give us a, give us a little example. Take some C4. Take train, uh, freight uh, train loads of C4 and set it off. Set it off every day, a hundred times a day, for a billion years, and see what you got. (laughs) See what see what it produces. See what kind of perfection it produces. You can take mountain of C4 and set it off in a salvage yard full of car parts. You can set it off every day for a thousand years and never, and I repeat, never when the dust clears will there be a new Mercedes sitting there. <laughs> never. Never, never, never. <laughs> something like that, something like an aircraft, something like a ship, something like this requires a creator. With intelligence And a plan And wisdom And power and ability And you can choose to believe Other stuff if you want to But as for me and my house We've made our choice I am thoroughly Completely convinced That God is real He's real And that the heavens Declare his glory Hallelujah Hallelujah And that it's speaking, speaking. Every day, one translation says every day, it announces to the following day. And every night, even though no speech or words are used, their message is going to all the world and is heard to the ends of the earth. No proof of God. There's nothing but proof of God. Romans 1, can you go there please? Romans one. Not planning on taking too much longer. It's a special day, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's, uh, some say it hurry up. Some say it don't quit. <laughs> Romans 1. We're answering the question. Is God real? Romans 1. And verse 20. It says, the invisible things of him, of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. According to the Bible, everything you see tells you about God. Everything. I believe when we leave this life in heaven, we'll see a lot of things that we saw on the earth, only in perfection. Because this is His creation. And even though it's fallen and the sin and curse has marred it and and warped it and deformed it in some ways, still amazing beauty is here. Isn't it? And you see God's taste in the earth. Huh? You you see so much about his diversity. According to some, if you listen to some people preach, if God was the way they preach, everything down here would be three colors. Light gray, medium gray, and dark gray. (laughs) But the brilliance of color in the fish of the sea in the flowers, in the trees, in you see this God. You know where puppies came from? They came out of God. A puppy. Who ever thought of a puppy? A horse with stripes. A long-necked animal. I mean, the diversity, the richness, this is him. He's real. I said he's real. All of this came out of him. He conceived it. He created it. And he created us. Not just a link on the evolutionary chain. We are his own children. We are the apple of his eye, the scripture says. The Bible said he made the earth for us, not us for the earth. He made it for us. But the problem goes, if you keep reading this, it says when they knew God, did you hear that phrase, when they knew God? Every person born on this planet, maybe as a child, there's some point where they look out over the vastness of the sea, they look at the mountain range, they look up into the night sky, and inside them, they know there's a creator. But either through so-called education or so-called science or so-called religion or so-called this or that. They are taught to doubt. They are taught to believe something else and they cast it aside and they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 25, they changed the truth of God into what? They decided to believe a lie instead of believe that God existed and that he made all these things. And they turned and worshipped and served what? The, creature. The, cre- the creation. Instead of and more than the creator. You hear people that claim to be atheists and agnostics. They marvel about the beauty of nature. Don't even know what nature is. Don't even know what they're talking about. It's life. Where did it come? It came from somewhere. Can anybody here tell me where it came from? Anybody know? It came from God. God, the Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, creator of the heavens and the earth. And the most amazing thing is that he knows you. He knows you personally, and he cares about you personally. Come on, do you believe this? If he's big enough to create the vast reaches of space, and stars and all the powers of the oceans and gravity, then why can't it be true that he knows the very number of the hairs on your head and he cares about you and knows you intimately? It is true. It is by his mercies that you exist, that you're on the planet and you're still alive and breathing. It's by his grace and his mercies. If God is real, like we said, if he isn't real, don't play any games. Never go to church again, never pray again. But we'll be back because <laughs> we are convinced, and I'm not I've seen this proven too many times in my life to doubt it and question it. I, I know he is real. I've experienced him. I don't claim to know that much about him compared to what can be known, but I know a little bit. And to ignore him and just live your own life the best you can and act like there is no God would be the greatest mistake you ever made. On the other hand, to find out about him and to find out how he told you to live and what to believe and how things work. And what to do is the key to you getting out of confusion and darkness and failure and coming up into it. I'm not saying you'll never have any challenges again, but you'll know how to overcome. And you can have peace and joy in the midst of the worst trials. And when it gets too big for you, you won't despair and quit. You'll know greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Our job as ministers, if the Lord directs you to be a part of this church, I know we have a number of people visiting with us from other places, and I thank you for honoring us, and we want you to be faithful in your church, wherever you're supposed to be. The Bible says we're supposed to have a soldier mentality. You're supposed to go where you're sent. You're supposed to stay where you're stationed, right, and serve where you're supposed to be, and that's what, that's what we want everybody to do. But if the Lord directs you to be a part of this church, then uh, I do not believe it's my job to tell you how to think or to make your decisions for you or to tell you uh, how to believe, what to believe. My job is to believe him for utterance to tell you what his word says. Are you with me, friends? And then you should honor his word above everything in your life. The thing that's changed Phyllis in my life as much as anything else is that, you know, 35 plus years ago, we realized God's word should have the preeminence in our life. That if we find out he told us something, it doesn't matter what we think or what anybody else said or thought about it, we're going to do what he said. And that forever changed our lives. There is an enemy to living by his word. It is the traditions of men. Jesus said the traditions of men have made the word of God without effect in their lives. And so uh, as the Lord would help me, we're going to begin to to teach and preach on this. And we will, uh, I want you to do what the Lord told me to do years ago. He said, Keith... I don't mean to heard a voice, but inside me. He said, examine everything you believe, find it in this book. And if you can't find it, it's not worthy of believing. Find it. And so we're going to examine everything and, and bring it back to the word. And I believe, I know, I know if you'll do this, your life is about to change in a wonderful, amazing way. Stand on your feet, please. Phyllis, would you come, please? Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Go right ahead.
1: When Keith said that about... Tell me again exactly how you say it. Stay where you're stationed. Say that again, please. Go
0: where you're sent
1: go where you're sent
0: and stay where you're stationed
1: and stay where you're stationed it came up in me very very strong already there's some people here that have come and you know we want everybody here that is supposed to be here I mean everybody that's supposed to be sitting in these chairs we want them here but we don't want one person here that is not supposed to be here. Yeah, supposed to be somewhere else. That is supposed to be somewhere else. Right. Because as a leader, if you're supposed to be someplace else and you're not there, there's a hole. Yeah. So if you've already come here and you're not supposed to be here, check your heart. Because I just, it dropped in my heart just as strong as could be There's some people that's already come here Or already made plans to come here That's not supposed to be here And you need to go back to where you're supposed to be And fill your place There's a place in God that you are supposed to be And you're supposed to be serving And you're supposed to be hooked Maybe they didn't do what you wanted them to do And maybe it wasn't the way you wanted it to be And maybe it was hard And maybe it was tough But that doesn't make it change from what it's supposed to be.
0: Doesn't mean it's not where you were supposed to be.
1: But then there's also some people that you refuse to leave the comfort of where you are. Hmm. And you need to just dig up roots. God's told you over and over again that you are supposed to. And you're supposed to be. And most of the time, the ones that want to jump and run are the ones that need to do this. Stay. And stand firm and stay. And it's the ones that jump and ran need to go back. And get where they're supposed to be So check your hearts again right now And see who is supposed to be Because I know in my own life There's been times Where you just want to jump and run Just to get out of the situation But you know what Your situation's going to be there with you When you go Because out of the will of God Is not where you want to be You want to be in the perfect will of God and in His perfect plan and in the perfect place that He has for you. Because it's just going to be worse in another place out of the will of God. So, Father, we just ask You now and we come before You and we just say every person that is supposed to be here will be here serving You in Your graces and in Your places. And every person that's not supposed to be here, Father, I ask you now to reveal it to them and show them exactly where they are supposed to be hooked and serving and loving you. Give them the answers. Give them the wisdom. Give them the finances. Give them anything that they need. If you've got to wake them up in the nighttime or speak to them through a megaphone, Father, give them the peace that they need, that they can follow. Show them exactly. Comfort them. Because you love them and you want them exactly where they're supposed to be to receive your very best, Father. We thank you for doing that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. Praise God. The key to the miraculous is whatever He says to you, do it. If He says, stay where you are, what do you do? Stay away. If he says go then you go But you do exactly what he tells you to do Now we don't know who's here We have altar workers ready Can they come? Altar workers would you come along the front uh, If anybody's got any questions About your situation with the Lord Or got any questions about being right with God These folks are here ready to talk to you Or pray with you You don't have to feel like you need to rush out But we don't know who's watching by internet We don't know who's in the house I want us to affirm or reaffirm our faith. Uh, if you would, just close your eyes and hold up one hand. Only if you mean it. Only if you're, you're serious in your heart about it. Say out loud, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus, that he died on the cross, that he paid the price for all my sins. I believe you've raised him from the dead. He's alive, He's alive again, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus, you are my Lord. As you help me, I will follow you. I'll live for you all my days. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! I think one more time we need to give us a celebration shout. We need to give a big thanks. A big glory to God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you. Thank you for causing this dream to come true. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Glory be to God. I'm so delighted at seeing your faces today. I know some have traveled, some have you know you you braved a lot of things, and you got here, I just, I, I can't express my joy and my gladness. And how, are we in faith together that the will of God for this place is going to be revealed and going to be accomplished? We, want, we don't have all the answers, but he'll show us. We don't know how, but he'll reveal it to us. And we'll find our places, and soon and very soon, we're all going to be out of here. So there's a job to be done, and the Lord will help us to get our part done. Go home celebrating God today and giving thanks to God today, huh? They watch football, yeah, uh, no service tonight, so you can watch football. So,
1: <laughs> all right, they're going to sing. We'll be dismissed as they sing. Bless you.